Hello friends, welcome back and do come in, make yourself comfortable, welcome back to the board game review room. This is a podcast, we sit down around the table and play a board game and then tell you how good or how not good the game happens to be. I am Paco Garcia, I am your host and I am with my co-hosts and they are my co-hosts. Michael Chamberlain sat next to the avatar of all human hope in the recession. I'm the voice of doom, Max Murray. (laughs) And I'm Cesare Patterson. So you say. Today, friends, we are going to play a game by Ignazio Corral, published by Mage Company, a company that originated in Greece, then moved to Bulgaria, because things in Bulgaria are better than in Greece, which is saying quite a lot. And they have produced a fair number of very interesting games, like Wrong Chemistry and recently, as literally recently as the point of this podcast, uh, they had Hoyok also in Kickstarter. Now, I have been aware of 12 Realms since before it came out, uh, because a major company was kind enough to ask me to do the voiceover for their Kickstarter video for 12 Runs. And Max is looking really surprised at this one. I thought, you know, well, that's why that sounded so sexy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, with my British accent. <laughs> um, I made it sound super posh, and therefore it funded with great success. So, um, nonsense apart, uh, we found, we saw this game produced at uh, Spiel, this is when we got the copy and the minis and about a couple of months ago I recorded the unboxing video to see what was inside and I have to say that with a few minor quibbles I was very impressed with the production of the game love the artwork, it's absolutely gorgeous this looks amazing I really like what they've got going on here colors art style I've got four boards in the middle here uh, which I guess makes up the center of what we'll be playing on but there are tons of chits and figures and cards and coins actual coins yes I, I have to say I'm quite quite pleased the boards are thick enough the printing is lovely the chits are thick enough there's a lot of chits. Mm. I think I'd be slightly happier if all the ones for the realms weren't quite so small and didn't look quite so much alike when you stack them together. But I'm sure once you get really into it and playing it and you lay them out, etc., it's not an issue. It's just at a glance, there's an awful lot of clusters of very nearly the same colour. The cards are on a fairly good quality. I mean, they're not unbendable by any means. Uh, and... I mean, as per usual, I will sleeve them anyway. Uh, but they're quite okay. They they feel okay in the hand. I really have no no issues at all with it. I really like the um the figurines. There's an awful lot of them for a start. There's well at least probably twenty. A uh, quick glance. Um, and they're all different, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, they re- they represent specific characters or or buildings in a couple of cases. But there's sixteen characters and seven buildings. I think we've got. Mm-hmm. Wow, twenty three. Um, they're really quite detailed, actually. They're quite nice. Um, some of the thinner bits of plastic have melted slightly. Uh, yes. my, my characters, well, the, 
I have a floppy weapon with the Nutcracker. The, the sculpting of the minis is absolutely uh, delightful. Uh, the, the whole thing, the expressions of the face, the amount of detail, uh, everything is, is screaming gorgeousness uh, all over the place. Some odd decisions in terms of characterization, though, which Max, you, you pointed out when you first saw them. Why are some of them human and some of them animals? It doesn't make sense. For some reason, Robin Hood is a cat. But, like, uh, Snow White, Jeanne d'Arc, uh, the Nutcracker are all humans. There's no real explanation of this. Dogtanion is a squirrel. You know, the character choice is just a bit odd. Yeah, that is a little bit unusual. And I would say for people that haven't seen this game, all the characters inside are plain grey. Yeah, um, they, they don't come painted. They, they, yeah, um, if... if someone is enjoying this game, I, I imagine they'll go and paint on themselves. Yeah. Um, I think it's also fair to point out that this is more minis than you get with the base game. True we've indeed. got two expansions. We've got the buildings expansion, which is one of the additional rules you can bring in, and we've actually got the miniatures box for the villains as yes. well. Normally you've just got these large cardboard tokens to represent them, but you can buy this upgrade box, I'd say it is, mm-hmm. which just gives you minis for them as well as the hero characters that come in the base game. Uh, yes, uh, I, the, the game is going to be reprinted soon, and I believe uh, this is much for for, for Michael's relief uh, that the minis are going to come already based. You know, you will not have to spend any time gluing them to to the bases because people have complained about that. And I believe that they're going to be cast in a better material, so the weapons will be a little bit thicker and will not bend. Uh, as as easily uh, as they having here, uh, for me it's not an issue because you can just submerge these things in water and warm water and bend them, and when they cool down, it will stay straight, kind of thing. Uh, but it, it is a bit of a bugger that they are be bent. It didn't actually bother me that much. It was just an observation, weirdly. I mean, I get some form of entertainment from thinking that the Nutcracker is wielding a Shaolin sword. It's wobbling around all over the place. So uh, it doesn't really bother me too much. But yeah, it's still nice to know that they've they realised and they're doing something about it. I can definitely see why people have complained. Mm-hmm. I mean, this the art style, the theme is folklore. Yes. It, this is definitely selling itself as a family game. Mm-hmm. And as a family game, you want this to be as close to out of the box, onto the table and played as you can. Yeah. So. And you were complaining bitterly about that earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. This took me a whole 20 minutes to glue together. So that's <gasps> more, 20 minutes? That's more time gluing minis than I ever wanted to spend in my life. It also comes with player boards. Actually boards? Yeah. They're thick. They're durable. They're just like, they're not quite flat. I mean, it's not a big deal once you put them on the table and just sort of put your hand on them, they'll flatten out. But Everything looks uh, quite appealing. It's a co-op game, which means that, uh, Max, you're going to be challenged. Uh, yeah, well, as everyone probably knows, co-ops aren't my type of game. Uh, Michael is dying to find one that will uh, convert me, so you never know. I this looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not this one, then. Well, let's let's find out, shall we? Right, uh, gaming time is over, but not the game. Yeah, for a game that says 40 minutes on the box, we've been at it for two hours. Yes, two very long hours, I have to say. Max? Just hang me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a low for co-op games, even yeah, for you. you. I'm not a fan of co-op games, but but the last one we played, Freedom, I actually enjoyed. To a certain extent, I had quite a good fun with that, and I'd probably play it again. This I couldn't. This couldn't finish fast enough for me. <laughs> really couldn't. Oh, uh, where to start? The the iconography is absolutely dreadful, and I don't think anyone here would would really argue that with any valid reasoning. I, I mean, a, a lot of it you have. We had to constantly look at the manual. It just didn't make sense. It wasn't. There are a lot of games you get where it's just clear. You know what it means, even if you haven't necessarily played the game before. It's quite obvious. These are so convoluted in their imagery. It just it just really hard to just get through one round quite quickly because almost every turn everyone's got to go. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And and not only that, but some of the images on the chits, even when you do know what they mean, they're quite hard to see on the monsters. Some of them blend in with the artwork, especially the parrot. I think we notice especially has three symbols, but I only thought it had one at first because you literally can't see the, the sword or the heart because they blend in with the artwork. And the chit size in some cases aren't helping when they're on the other side of the table from where you're sitting. So I found that really frustrating. I think games like this, you see this level of iconography and you assume, of course it's using iconography, it's to make it language independent. Mm-hmm. It's so as you can put language rule books together for a variety of different ones and you don't have to do an English edition, a French edition, a German edition. It just you send it out and the rule books all the changes. This actually takes the iconography so far that it's basically its own language. We did more translating for the icons in this game than we did in the entire review of Serpent's Tongue. And that's about learning a new language. The symbols are, are somewhat easy to read unless they're on a on a enemy token, then you know, it's difficult to see as as Max said, like with the the parrot in particular, there are actually three ways to kill it, which to begin with it looks like there's only one. But and it was a nice idea. But it's just not very clear. I mean, various symbols, you've got wings for movement to, to begin with. I mean, that's quite easy to understand, but they've used a wing to represent movement between the areas, whereas I don't think any of our characters actually have wings. It's just an odd choice for... And, and I know they've probably done some of the choices for artistic value, but it just doesn't make sense. And it can make it confusing trying to decipher some of the this plus this does this and that's why we had to keep going back and forth well um, I mean just, just for movement for example we've got wing question mark capital H green arched arrow with a question mark on one to six yeah I mean that that's like a science equation and, it, it's, and it's you go back completely over complicated yeah you go back and forth to the the manual and we were a wing is movement H is for your hero um, the green line was that within the realm yeah Michael the blue one's within the realm it's one of the two and you know eventually you start working them out but I don't know on first look this does look like a game aimed for a very young audience but it they'd find it so confusing if we did <laughs> I'd hope. Uh, maybe we're getting too old. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that means that. Paco, you're the ST here. Um, I cannot say that I'm crazy about the game, and I desperately want it to be. I really, really want it to be because it looks so beautiful, and the premise is lovely. Um, but. You're right, the iconography makes playing the game extremely difficult. It needs 
to be simplified, those cheats and those icons need to be made really clear, really, really visible, very clear indeed. And the one thing that really surprised me is you go into a place, you have enough tokens to destroy whatever it is, and that's it. If you don't, and you have to live with your enemies in the same area, nothing happens. To me, that doesn't make any sense at all. There is no cost. You can only wing against the enemies. There's no risk, there's no cost at all, which I don't, I don't understand that. It links to the clock mechanism, doesn't it, though? The, if these tracks make it to 20, we lose the game. That's the cost for leaving them alive. It's kind of in the tradition of games like Pandemic yeah. and things like that, but it's putting a, a combative element on it, which, which leads implies me to, stuff. Yeah, but it leads me to my next point. This tracker is extremely slow to progress, which is why the game is taking so long. You can, with just a few cards and a few symbols, pretty much wipe out a whole board of enemies, which means that your tracker doesn't progress, which basically means that the game doesn't progress either. Uh, for an example, the worst part is we, we collected, for, for one realm, three of the artifacts to kill the boss. Hmm. But basically, because of we'd been taking out the enemies, we had to wait basically three turns leaving the enemies that were in that realm there to actually get the boss out without doing anything. We had to leave them there just to fight the boss, even though we had everything we needed, which was just utterly pointless. From my point of view, and discussing it with Michael, we feel it would have been better if the, if the bosses had been perhaps shuffled into the deck in some way, maybe in set points or, or in, in a certain percentage at the bottom of, of the deck so that they did come out on their own accord but we didn't know when and you didn't necessarily have to wait as long it, it just seemed, as you say it, but by the time uh, it got round to my turn again after every turn I completely zoned out and was, was, just wasn't paying attention because it took so long to get back round yeah. to me there's a fair amount of downtime uh, between rounds and we've been playing with five players uh, so that, that, yeah it's a lot of players but there is way way too much downtime and the other thing that I have to say very little player interaction for a co-op game. I mean, how many times did we have to swap items or do anything at all like that? Once. <laughs> I rest my case. You know, you, you play another co-op games and you have to co-op. I mean, for goodness sake, Elder Sign has more cooperative stuff to do. Not a huge amount more, but more. Yeah. This really had nothing. We were all playing technically together on the same board, but we weren't playing together. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, in, in all fairness, we did play on the easiest setting for this game but it was boring in between turns because it just it wasn't challenging enough do we think that's the player count generating too much downtime i, I think the game was too easy i think um, for example if we, we didn't use the black tower if we had used the black tower a few of the enemies would have been um immortal and therefore the tracker would have advanced a lot quicker because we wouldn't have been able to kill them all right away it only affects one space. Still, it's better and that than randomly assigned. Probably so, but it's, it's, it is better than nothing. We, did, we didn't do it, so therefore mm. it didn't affect anything at all. True. So it, it could have made quite a difference because by the time that the this thing appears, there are meant to be at least seven monsters. Yeah. On on the board. Well, it's definitely something that can be said about it. There are a ton of different variants that you can throw into this. So mm. if this is your kind of game and you like the look of it, there's a lot of space to go to. 
for me, I look at it and I go, they've come up with a great theme, but somehow they've managed to create a total disconnect between the theme and the mechanics. Mm. What you're doing is just pushing tokens around by the end. I mean, I was playing Joan of Arc, one of my historic heroes. By the end, I'd lost all sight of that, and it was just, I'm a stack of tokens and a few abilities. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, watching all your faces while we were playing between the downtime, you know, that we had, uh, not one point did any of you look like you were having fun. You were just sort of staring at the board with your chin in your hands, you know. It, it honestly looked more like that we were in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was the first round uh, I was really enjoying. There are certain elements of this game I do like, but... Um it just it came to a point, especially as I my character, I started buying items, and I could just roll through enemies. It was like, all right, I'll just do that and that and that. It wasn't like, oh, we've got to work together to do this, to do this. It's like, no, I can do that. Uh, I love um, the production values to this game, but if I wanted a good card, I'd much rather play Freedom. It's It's got a lot more working together. It's a lot more challenging. There's a lot more tactics. Um, this, this just, it was soulless, the gameplay. No, not the art or, or the theme or the production. That was all really well done, but it's just missing. It's missing that spark to really make it exciting. And it, it is actually disappointing to me, even though I don't like co-ops. I, I actually had hopes for this, and it, it's it's just let me down. I, I think it needs two things mostly: um, clarity and speed. I think with those two things sorted, the game would be way way better than this. Better than this, for sure. I still don't think it's going to sort out the disconnect between the theme and mechanics. Like no, that. true. That, that needs a lot more work. But at the very least, if the game could be made quicker and clearer, at the very least you would have a playable game that yeah, can playable. be played within an hour. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think that the game the way it is... And a game like this should not play more than an hour, and this game needs more than an hour, and it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Yeah, another thing we've missed out as well. We talked about the iconography earlier and how it's hard to see on the chits. Mm. That's when the iconography's there. There are abilities where the icons are on the cards and they're not on the tokens. So you're going back through the discard deck just to find out what the tokens that are on the boards actually do. This needs one heck of a crib sheet. Mm. If they're doing a second edition, which I think you talked about they for are, the yes. minis on bases thing, a serious piece of card which just has list all the monsters on one side and what all the equipment cards do on the other please it needs it and, and even then some of them aren't clear I mean one of the pieces of equipment even looking at the manual and rereading and rereading we couldn't work out exactly like what it jumps. meant yeah. so we literally had to not use that item and yeah. that, that's quite bad we're all really experienced gamers this, this sort of thing shouldn't really be happening true no well, um, let's let's. It's time to vote. Uh, Chess, do you approve of this game? I'm finding it really difficult to. I'm I'm usually easily pleased. I would like to play it on one of the more difficult settings. Um, or there was another mode mentioned where one person can play as the villain, and that would probably be interesting as well. Mm. Um, that that would spice things up. But I oh. I'm just going to say yes. I would play this game again. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I would play it again. I like the idea, but I wouldn't play it again. It's a no. No. And I fear that just from reading the manual, I was almost at no in itself. So 
sad that it didn't redeem itself. Mm. Um, I'm with Cesare on this one. Um, it wouldn't be my first choice. I would play the game because we haven't explored all the choices that the game has to offer. Um, but it would be a tough choice, I, I must admit. And I hate admitting that. I really, really do. Because I wanted to love the game. But uh, as it is, I don't love it. Oh, I think this is our first 50-50. It is. Uh, Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chamberlain with help from Paco Garcia. The music has been composed by Kevin Setti. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at GMS Magazine and we are on Facebook and Google Plus and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes and please do give us a review and a rating. It is truly appreciated. For more quality shows, listen to our other rooms, the RPG room, the board game room and the interview rooms. But until next time, let the games continue. Oh. This has gone well. Yeah, good start. <laughs>